Hello and welcome to the fourth, the fifth episode of the Wide Array of Sports Take podcast. I am Andrew DeStefano, and today is September fourth, twenty twenty. This is the last position in my position groups for the projections I did for fantasy football for this upcoming season. Tomorrow I'll do uh, rookies only ranking, and I'm also thinking about doing a League of Legends um, primer tonight. For the three matches tomorrow, the finals for Korea, Europe, and then the um, second and third place match to decide who plays FlyQuest on Sunday for first place in North America. All these teams are making the um, world finals, so it'll be real interesting to watch because, I mean, all these teams are going to be battling it out and duking it out again next next month. So let's get back to football. Running backs. It's my favorite position when it comes to fantasy football. I used to be notorious for taking running backs one, two in my drafts. I really enjoy having two solid running backs at a position where there's arguably sometimes under 10. And then today, there, I mean, in this year's projections, I would say there are under 10 running backs that I would look at as guaranteed studs for this upcoming season. Um, kind of like Michael Thomas is at wide receiver and Patrick Mahomes. Well, no, Lamar Jackson's there at quarterback. So I guess there's not just one clear cut player, but Christian McCaffrey is the best player in fantasy football. He's arguably the best fantasy player since LaDainian Tomlinson. As far as I'm concerned, he has 1500 yard rushing potential and 100, um, reception potential, which is absolutely insane. Like. The guy is a monster when it comes to fantasy sports. If you're first overall, you have to take him. There's no way to get around it. Um, two and three, I kind of, um, I have it backwards for most people. Most people would put Barkley at two. I put Zeke. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is on a much better offense than Barkley is with the Giants. And I just think that's going to benefit him. The three stud wide receivers they have in Dallas should open up the middle of the field to allow, uh, Elliott to be able to run the ball and not run into many eight-man boxes, whereas Barkley's going to have to run into eight-man boxes literally like all game long because the Giants don't have much of a wide receiving core. I mean, Sterling Shepard is solid. Golden Tate are solid. They're solid guys, but they don't um, don't stay healthy, so how can you rely on them to give you week-to-week production to allow Barkley to go off every week? Um... Dalvin Cook, solid. He gets hurt every year, though. So if you pick Dalvin Cook, you got to go Alex Madison. Derrick Henry also is probably going to go in the first round. He's the last power back, like the true power back running back that, I mean, we may ever see. He might have 300 carries this year. Last year, he had a ton of carries. And, I mean, in Dynasty, I wouldn't want him because how long is he going to last? But year to year. He should be, he'll be very consistent for you. I don't think there's a more consistent running back outside of McCaffrey going into this season when it comes to he's going to get the ball, so he's going to get points. Alvin Kamara, big old fat question mark. Who knows what's going to happen with him? I would steer clear. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, rookie. Everyone's projecting him out to be a good PPR back, and with Kansas City, he should be great. So. I mean, you pick him at the end of the first round, early second round, a wraparound. Um, 
because he might be there in the second round. Somebody probably going to take Mahomes. Maybe someone takes Lamar Jackson because he did that. You look at somebody like uh, Michael Thomas is going to go. And then maybe at the end of the first round, people say, well, I'm fine with a guy like Miles Sanders or Nick Chubb or Joe Mixon at the beginning of the second round, first half of the second round. So I'll take, a, you know, Julio Jones or Devontae Adams and then be willing to take a second tier. Well, one of the last top 10 running backs for their one running back slot. Um, so if you want to go running back, running back, there's a possibility you could get a guy like Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. And that is going to really set you up. I mean, you have solid carries and touches every week at those two. One, you know, running back one and running back two slots. So I, running backs are harder to find. I mean, they say they're a dime a dozen, but when it comes to elite backs, they're not. You have to, there's not many surprises um, when it comes to the elite RB1s. There's only a few of them every year, and if you don't get one, then you better have gotten an elite wide receiver, um, a very solid, maybe you went elite quarterback, elite wide receiver, then you went running backs. It's a possibility. Um, send out my top 10, I have Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon should be better. Now with Joe Burrow throwing the ball instead of Andy Dalton. They have A.J. Green back. They drafted T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd's coming into his own as an elite slot wide receiver. So Cincinnati might be surprisingly a lot better than people think this year. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but their offense will be respectable. And that should make Mixon, maybe Mixon's a top five back at the end of the year because of the um, improvement. And uh, just so we're clear on my... WordPress article, I do have more in-depth projections for the top 50 running backs. Top 10, I have a little blurb like I just went over for each of them. And then 11 through 50, I have the projection for rushing yards, touchdowns, receive, receptions, receiving yards, touchdowns. So if you're in a PPR league, the second half matters um, with receptions. If not, it's all based on yards. You're going to have to do the math yourself. A lot of my numbers are kind of geared to PPR because I prefer PPR leagues. Um, after Joe Mixon, we've got running solid running backs in Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, uh, Austin Eckler, Carson, Gurley. Those are kind of the last backs up until, so the 16th back, I think, is Todd Gurley. You have guys that are going to be number ones on their team, without a doubt, not going to have to share any of the workload. You can get two of the top 16 backs in the first three rounds of the draft. You're good at the position. You can take, you know, a couple question mark backs, flyers, after you fill out your wide receivers for the next three rounds and quarterback or tight end or whatever. And you can draft a running back in round eight. And, you know, maybe it's a guy like uh, Philip Lindsay or Jordan Howard or something. Top 50 back, not, you know, probably be forgotten about. But for you as a fill-in, a possible flex option, bi-week fill-in, that's a valuable pick. Um, so the top backs of like the guys that are going to split, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, um, Devin Singletary, David Montgomery. I would steer clear of uh, Le'Veon Bell. Who knows what he's going to do? 
James Conner, he, he should probably be better than what he is on my list. He's like 19th on my list. He might be better this year because, I mean, they're really the Jalen Samuels, I don't really think is that great. Um, Barry Snell, I mean, there's guys that are going to take carries from him, but no one's going to threaten his job. Um, the running back position has more rookies in it than the wide receiver position did when it comes to impact immediately. The wide receiver position had a few like studs, but they went to places where they became number two wide receivers, number three wide receivers, and they're not going to have the targets. Where you look at a guy like Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, um, even Zach Moss, Cam Ak- well, Cam Akers, not Zach Moss. Um, so Taylor, Swift, and Akers are all going to arguably, they could fight for their number one jobs in their team. And at least definitely get a 50-50 split. Jonathan Taylor is a workhorse back for the Colts. I don't, you know, dynasty-wise for the first couple of years, he's going to be valuable. He's going to be valuable for you. But I don't think long-term he's a good option. There's a lot of tread on the tires. Um, maybe you wait one season, two seasons, let him establish himself as an elite back because he has the ability to be an elite back. And then you deal him. Because who knows, at 27, 28 years old, he may be, on his last legs. Um, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is more of a PPR back. We'll see how he does with uh, Detroit. Coming out of the backfield, maybe Matt Stafford does throw him the ball. I mean, He probably is their third best target after um, Galladay and Marvin Jones. Cam Akers for the Rams. He's their number one back. He is the only one of two rookie running backs that are clear number ones on their team. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Cam Akers. Cam Akers is a power back, so don't expect a lot of them out of, from him out of the backfield. But as a guy that you could probably get in the seventh or eighth round and people forget about him, as a third back, he's solid. He's going to get touches. He's going to, excuse me, he's going to get points. Um, Looking at the 30s now, you know, these are guys that you kind of just, you're going to pick in that seven to eight range, and you hope you get, points out of him like Leonard Fournette he's with the Bucks. I have him at 30th on this list he's going to be splitting with Ronald Jones they just cut um their one third down back from last year with the long name I can't pronounce it I'm not going to try but they kept LaShawn McCoy and they have um I think Keyshawn Vaughn I think it's Vaughn is his last name I don't know what his I think it's Keyshawn I'm not sure and he um could be way off um, with his first name, but they're there. So th- there's going to be carries to have to go around in Tampa. Um, I mean, and then you got like, even Ronald Jones is in this area. Latavius Murray. If you see, you think Alvin Kamara is going to hold out, maybe round eight or nine, you get Latavius Murray. You have a guy that might end up starting for one of the best offenses in the league. And he did not disappoint last year in his three games covering for Kamara when he was not playing. Looking at this list, I mean, James White, PPR stud. Tarek Cohen, inconsistent PPR stud. Um, Unproven's like Daryl Henderson. J.K. Dobbins, rookie for Baltimore. We'll see how he does. Um, Zach Moss, Antonio Gibson. We'll see how he does now that Adrian Peterson just got cut this morning. Antonio Gibson's arguably the number one. But he also isn't a banger for a back. So is he going to be getting those tough carries, or is he just going to be a third down back and 
You know, will Bryce Love be the guy? Bryce Love, I've, I, it's going to be weird to say, I've loved Bryce Love coming out of Stanford since he was at Stanford. It was a real shame he tore his ACL. I thought he was going to be a real animal in this league again. I mean, he hasn't gotten an opportunity because of injuries. Um, got the pair of Jacksonville running backs trying to, you know, attend out the top 50. I've got like the pair of Jacksonville running backs and then a couple handcuffs. I mean, at this point, I personally, this is what, what scares me when I draft. I want to have five running backs. And usually there's 10 teams, so that means there's 50 backs. And then sometimes an idiot will get six. That kind of throws you off because they went with six running backs and they only can start three a week or whatever um, if they put one in the flex. So I like to try and get my four running backs for sure in the top 40. Um, and then a fifth one, maybe in the top 40 also, a guy that people forgot. And I think that gives me an advantage because the running back position tends to get hurt more more injuries than other positions because of the nature of the position. And you want handcuffs. A guy like Christian McCaffrey. You're going to be drafting some guy named Reggie Bonifon or whatever the heck his name is. I mean, I'll, you know, not to disrespect him, but he hasn't done much in this league, and I bet not many fantasy owners know who he is. So you want to get that handcuff if you're a McCaffrey owner because once McCaffrey goes down, I mean, your season's probably over anyways. As far as I'm concerned, my dynasty league, if McCaffrey goes down, I, I'm not winning. I might make the playoffs, but I'm not going to win. Um, but at the you know end of this top 50, you got guys like Boston Scott, Tony Pollard, Alex Madison. Um, I'm missing one other one. No, I'm not. Those are the three. Those are the th three big handcuffs right here. Pollard, Madison, and Scott. Pollard is for a handcuff for Elliott. Scott, a handcuff for Miles Sanders. Madison, a big handcuff for Dalvin Cook. It's already been proven last year. And even in the case of Tony Pollard, it was proven last year because of a holdout. You want these guys in case these guys can't play. And with COVID, who knows who's going to play and who's not on Saturdays. You want handcuffs. This year, you might want handcuffs more than ever before. And I didn't really think about it until just now just saying that. This year might be the year where you want to have handcuffs. And you might want to have other player teams' handcuffs. And you force a deal. And you force their hand. That's a good idea. I didn't think about that. You have to remember that in my draft. So I think I think this year you want to get handcuffed running backs because you wanna you want the leverage. Any leverage you can find in a trade, you take. So to recap. The way I draft the running back position, I want to draft too early most of the time. Last year, I didn't, and I won. So I would actually say it might be a bad idea. But there are 10 elite backs. There are 16 backs that I want the top two of, no matter what. Um, McCaffrey's clearly number one. You got Zeke and Saquon, two and three. Um, Dalvin Cook. You got guys like Cook and... Um, I forgot the order. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Edward Tolaire, Chubb, Sanders, Mixon. Those guys are the top 10. You want one of those guys. And if you can get one on the, you might get, if you got pick eight or nine, you could get both of them. 
Because maybe that guy at pick 10 picks a quarterback and a tight end. Or someone takes a quarterback or a tight end in general. Do not take a tight end early. That's just such a mistake. I don't see anybody winning when they take tight ends early. I don't see anybody winning when they take the first defense or the first kicker. You don't win. That's a silly pick. That's just, you know, you're screwing around. If it's a money league, you might as well just flush your money down the toilet. I don't know why you're doing that. So you want one of these two top, you know, two backs in the top 10. And if you have to get us two backs in the top 16, for sure. And then looking down the list, you want to have a solid third option back. And probably four or five backs in the top 40. That's how I would do it. I have the top 50 lifted, listed on my WordPress. If you'd like to look at them and their projections. Um, I would say that the Washington back, Antonio Gibson, his projections are going to change now that AP is cut. I don't have them offhand done. I couldn't get them done quick enough before I do this. So maybe you want to you know, look at him a little bit closer and go up in the rankings with him if you want to use my rankings or not. It's up to you. Um, but so, so yeah, that's it for for today's for today's recap of the running back position. I hope you liked it. If you didn't criticize me, I, I want criticism. I mean, a few people listen to the first one, a couple people listen to the second one, and nobody listened to my wide receivers or defense kicker ones. So if you didn't like it, tell me why you didn't like it so I know why you didn't like it so I can improve. If it, you know, Even if it's hopeless, just say it's hopeless. I'd, I'd rather know that it's hopeless than you know, not know, you know, why it was so, you know, shitty or whatever. So thank you for listening. Like I said, just said criticism. If you have any questions, ask me. I will answer them in my next episode. Tomorrow I plan on doing rookies, top rookies, rookies dra worth drafting more in depth. So there's that. Um, League of Legends tomorrow, big deal. I'm probably going to do a primer tonight if I can whether it be an article or a podcast episode on the three matches. And then tomorrow I want to watch the matches and do a post-match analysis of each one because I think eSports is the future, so that's a big deal to me. And then Sunday, I intend on doing NASCAR, probably um, a post-race analysis of the first playoff race. So, yeah. Thank you for listening, and I hope to you know, have you back tomorrow to listen to my next episode.